Hello, this is Daniel Gregory, and thank you so much for joining me this week for the Perceptive Photographer podcast. We're going to be talking about the importance of quantity today in episode 409. That's right, episode 409, the cleanest of all podcasts. Sorry, could not resist making a 409 joke. Just It was torturing me. I recorded the intro like five times without it, and it just nagged me to not have a 409 cleaning joke in there. So sorry about that, but just couldn't resist. Hope you're having a great week. If you're in the Seattle area, please check out the Sam Gallery, which is a little gallery attached to their gift shop at the ground floor of the Seattle Art Museum. I've got uh, work there. I'm one of the two featured artists this month. So check that out. And also the small landscape show where I want an honorable mention for my work there at the Alex Ferrone Gallery. Links to both of those will be in the show notes. You can check out that work up there as well. And if you acquire one of my pieces at either one of those galleries in the month of January, I will go on ahead and send you a discount code for 10% off any workshop now or in the future. So you get a free 10% off, which can save you a chunk of change on some of those workshops. So if you're looking for a piece of art and want a discount on a workshop, take advantage of that offer. Okay, like I said, this week we're going to be talking about quantity and we'll circle back into that here in a second. The way this topic sort of popped into my head, the way this topic sort of came up is I'm always looking for the things that make us better as photographers. The thing that I can do in my own workflow, my own process, my own way of being, and how can I help other people become better photographers? And one of the big ones, for those of you who have been listening for a long time or have ever taken one of my classes, knows I think printing's at that top of that list. Printing just fundamentally makes you a better photographer. And you want to become a master photographer and a master printer, you got to get printing, you got to get editing, you got to get putting that work up on the wall because it changes our relationship. But another thing that makes a huge difference is quantity. And one of the things that I hear from a lot of people as I've been working with them is they talk about who are they as a photographer? How do they identify their work? How do they figure out how they make more interesting work? How do they create a work that becomes their own, their signature, their style, their voice, their vision? And a big part of that, as a matter of fact, I would say the biggest part of that comes down to how much work are you creating? Are you creating a lot of work? Are you creating enough work that you can start to see and identify common trends and common elements across your photographs, regardless of subject and subject matter. Can we start to distill some of that down into what is really the essence of who you are as represented through your work? And when I start to work with people, let's say like we're going to work on a body of work. You have a coffee shop show you want to do. You get 10 images on a wall. I have people who show up with 12 or 15 images and they want to select the 10 that go on the wall to best reflect who they are as a photographer. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the 15 for the first image, but where are the two or three, 400 other images that we're going to look at to distill that down? And they say, well, I don't have that many images. And what it probably means is not that they don't have that many images. It probably means they haven't selected that many images. They haven't processed that many images. They haven't culled through and edited into that many images. The same thing happens when I have people start my Lightroom class and they tell me that, oh my gosh, I'm just... You know, I've got a lot of photographs. I'm really worried about getting organized in Lightroom. And I'm like, well, how many photographs do you have? They're like, I have like 3,000 photographs. Thinking that that 3,000 is a lot. And while that 
may not be a lot to some people, and it may be a lot to others, in the grand scheme of taking photographs, looking at photographs, experiencing photographs, that's sort of a drop in the bucket. It's as we're getting started, as we're starting to learn those first 10,000, 15, 20,000 photographs, we learn so much in that process. And so part of what makes us better is creating more work. It's doing the work to make the images so that we can look at the images and learn from them. We start to identify more of what is consistent in our approach to photography. We start to identify what are the gaps in our photography, what are the gaps in our style, signature, and in what we're trying to communicate in our photography. What am I trying to say, and am I saying it in the best way possible? Part of creating quantity is like editing a paper or a letter over and over again, searching for the right words, searching for the right paragraph structure, for the right content that goes in there, what needs to be said at the minimum level, what becomes too monotonous if it's repeated over and over again. So part of the essence of distilling down what makes good photography is having a lot of photography. We need to create a lot of photography. And it's in that process of building a larger body of work that we get a better body of work. And so when I challenge people to go out and create new work, what I'm actually challenging them to do is to think bigger than they can imagine. If you think, wow, if I'm going to go out and photograph today, I'm going to photograph 10, 15, 20 photographs, and I'm going to try to get the composition right. I'm going to try to make sure that I'm not wasting my, my time in the field. I'm going to challenge them to double, triple, quadruple that. And even if they're shooting film, that's very expensive to shoot these days. With a limited number of rolls you can carry or plates you can carry in your large format camera, I would always want somebody to try to double or triple the amount they're shooting. Forcing ourselves into a conversation about, am I actually photographing in truly a meaningful way? Or am I resting on the laurels of what I already do? Am I in emulation mode of somebody else? Or am I in a self-discovery mode where I'm giving myself the freedom to create a lot so that I have a lot that I can go back and look at, reflect back into, see back into, and maybe figure out what it is about my work that I'm connecting with or that I'm not connecting with. I think when we start to take on a new way of seeing when we start to walk down the street, when we're frustrated with our photography, when we're not making a lot of photographs, we haven't picked up that camera in a long time, and we start to photograph again, we start to slowly get that muscle memory back. We start taking one photograph, leads to another, to another, to another. Then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, we realize, wow, I took several hundred photographs today. And it's not that those several hundred photographs are going to be necessarily great photographs or good photographs. But in there is buried the small flecks of gold, the tiniest of diamonds that we can start to figure out how we approach our photography the next time we go out. Because if I only give you one photograph to assess how you are as a photographer, we're going to be pretty limited in our ability to assess you as the photographer. You don't know much about me as a photographer by looking at one photograph. But with every photograph you're given, with every little step you get in terms of looking at my work, you get to learn more about me. You get to learn about how I think about 
pattern, shape, repetition, form, light, color, movement, gesture, narrative, story, things that are important to me, things that I value in my life, things that I value in my community. You start to see that because there's enough photography out there that it reflects that over and over again. And you are doing yourself a huge disservice when you start to minimize the number of photographs you take. Because one, we're no longer doing the work. We're not creating as much work as we potentially need. Two, we're not allowing ourselves to be as expressive as possible. Because again, we've put this artificial constraint on a certain number of acceptable images, a certain number of acceptable concepts or processes to get the work done. So when we go out to photograph, when we go out to create the new work, we need to pull and push ourselves again into not just stupid creation. I don't go out and put the camera on continuous high and just hold the button down and hope for the best. But every single moment of exploration, of insight, of, wow, that's sort of interesting. I should photograph that. Or, wow, I haven't seen that before. Or, that's an interesting pattern. Or, that's an interesting shape. Or, wow, that's an interesting color. Or, what if I stand here for a while and photograph this street corner over and over again? See what sort of emerges out of that. What are some of those key concepts that come out of that? What are some of those key ways of seeing that come out of that? That, again, gives me a broader foothold to stand on to elevate my work. I think the other thing that that does is when we give ourselves a volume, when we create a, a set of work, we are able to, in many ways, recognize that we're having less and less work, less and less, less, and less processes of how is the work's quality? We know that if we shoot a thousand photographs, they're not all going to be great photographs. And so we can sort of let go of some of the trepidations, some of the inhibitions we might have around creating the work in an effort to reach a volume game rather than a quality game. That quality comes out of quantity. If you only can make one, your odds of it being what you want are so much smaller. And no matter what we do, sometimes it takes practice. I tell that people with, when they take up printing, when you come into printing, the first thing that comes out of the printer, I assure you, is not the final print. You've never done it before. It takes repetition. It takes practice. And even if you're a very good printer, you'll have still multiple times you might have to print something off of the printer to get the aesthetic and the feel you want. That's a normal process. So again, Part of the challenge, I think, of becoming better, of, of allowing ourselves to develop our voice, vision, signature, and style in a meaningful way, in a creative way, in a way that truly reflects us, is to make sure that we are giving ourselves a big enough space to create the volume of work we need so that we can readily identify what are those key elements. And by doing that, I think you'll find that your work gets much better, much faster, and also it hopefully removes some of that stigma of are you doing a good job or not? Because it's, again, the quality comes from being able to look back at 100 photographs to find one or two rather than attempting to get everyone correct. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thank you so much for joining me this week for the podcast, episode 409, the cleanest of all podcasts out there. And that's across everybody's podcast universe. You hit the 409 number, you get a clean podcast. So have a great week. Uh, thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.